0: This is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to episode nine of season two of the Plata Life. Today, we are moving on to week number five of the HSP Creative Project, where we will be discussing how to pick a childhood topic to inspire your creativity. I am super excited for this one. Also a little nervous because we are going into what I'm calling phase two of this project. Ooh, so if you have been doing this all along for the past four weeks, we've done three different themes. We've done a reflection week this past week. Um, So that one I was a little nervous about, mostly because this is usually the time where people will be like, oh, I cannot do it anymore, I'm too busy, or something will happen where... It, it This is where it gets a little bit tougher for people, uh, myself included. So if you're in that place where you're like, I don't know, this is taking too much time, or I can't show up every day, or I've only done one day out of the past month, keep going, okay? This is the part where it starts to get a little bit tougher, but this is where the good stuff really comes out. Uh, none of the other stuff wasn't good. It's all good. So again, the setup of this podcast for this season is I'll explain a little bit about the project, what we're doing for the following week or this coming week or whatever, and then I'll give you kind of an update on my life so that you have an idea of how creativity and sensitivity and motherhood and things kind of just jumbled together and what it looks like on a day-to-day basis for your average 33-year-old highly sensitive mom person human being during a global pandemic so you know it's been really interesting that I keep saying a global pandemic and it's just become such a like a oh yeah COVID-19 like it's just a global pandemic it's such like a typical it's a normal part of day life now, because it's been almost a year, so, yeah, I've noticed, I've noticed the, um, the way I've been saying that is different, like, it's not, like, the global pandemic, it doesn't feel as intense, now it's just become part of, like, my everyday vocabulary, so, I guess maybe that's the acceptance piece. <laughs> it's been a year, so now I'm like, oh, it's here. Like it's part of my day-to-day life. Um, only took you know eleven months to get there. So there's that. Anyways, so what we are doing this week? Um, the theme is childhood topic. Um, so your job to create starting this Friday the 26th um, if you are following along with me if you are behind a little bit or you're doing this at another time totally cool whenever you want to start your next seven days or week or whatever however you're structuring it for yourself that's working for you um, is to pick a childhood topic now when I did this last year I picked um, nursery rhymes and children's songs in Spanish mostly because I knew, obviously, that I had a baby. <laughs> um, let's see, he was maybe a month or two months old at this point when I started this last year. And so I really wanted to be able to sing to him in Spanish. I'm not a great singer at all, but I wanted, like, when I'm playing with him or you're, like, changing diapers or whatever, I wanted to be able to sing to him some of the traditional Mexican nursery rhymes or children's songs or whatever, but I found myself not remembering all the words. And so I said, oh, what a great way for me to kind of relearn the songs and include my art in it. And so what I did was I put the lyrics and then I turned them into, um, I did like a black and white master copy. So it was a coloring sheet. And then I messed around and I figured out how to add, like how to color on the iPad and do different types of brushes. And so some of it's like watercolor, some of it's not. I did a lot of doodling on it. Um, I practiced my drawing skills, which were not so great for some of them. I did not like some of those. Um, So it really enabled me to kind of bring in different parts of the creative process. I knew I wanted to practice at the same time, benefiting my motherhood journey that I was embarking on once again. And to top it off, the cherry on top was that um, it was a way for my older son, who was five at the time, to really practice the Spanish. Uh, During this time, he was starting to kind of read a little bit. And so he, I knew having something accessible for him to go to with music was gonna be beneficial for him I also had the plan to like write out the music and then eventually turn it into a teacher pay teachers or like you can have the coloring sheet with the little music for it so you can play it on the piano so you have it like some kind of like product or it's all inclusive and then life happened and I never got around to it so that's on my to do list. <laughs> it's been on my do list for a long time. Um, Eventually, I will have time to go back and kind of filter through all the things I've created and really kind of like piggyback on those ideas. So that's, I keep telling people, you know, because I have people that will say to me, I just don't have time, like, start something, get an idea out there. And then when you do have the time or, you know, like when your kids go back to school at some point or, um, you know, the babies can go to grandparents' house and you have a whole weekend to yourself and you're like, hmm, what should I work on? You can pull from these ideas and you can recreate something based on something that you already started. So you're not having to sit there and then start from scratch. So this is a really good way for you to even just start building like an idea bucket Um, essentially is what I'm doing. So that's on, you know, my to-do list as in in the sense of whenever I get a chance to really create some really great products for you guys, like I can go back and then develop this cohesive unit where there's coloring sheets and there's music and, you know, all that good stuff. Anyways, so yeah, last year I did nursery rhymes and it's really cool because my my older son, Um, He really loves Mi Burrito Sabanero. And so for an entire year, starting in April, he learned that song. I don't know. He just really likes the music to it. Um, We colored the coloring sheet. We also did some other ones. And then, because he loves to color. And so that was like a really nice thing we were able to do together while the baby was napping. Um, And then he learned how to play it on his keyboard. So that's, to this day, that's still the thing that he loves, like, If he wants to show off the fact that he's learning how to play keyboard, he'll go play that song for someone. Um, And around Christmas time, it was fantastic because, you know, he heard it everywhere and he could sing it. And now he's still singing it. He loves it. Uh, So whenever the baby's throwing a fit, he will go and like sing that song to him. And it's all in Spanish. So win, win, win for everybody. Um, So for, yeah, so for this week, It's kind of like the deeper dive into like how that worked out. Um, The reason for this is we're going to start kind of digging deeper into who you are. So the first month you already created your favorite color, your favorite shape, your favorite category to kind of get at the surface level of how you view yourself, how you kind of think of yourself, the things that you like, you kind of started creating here and there maybe you did it every day maybe you haven't done it every day you're kind of starting to get a feel for what this um, looks like in your life maybe you bought a lot of supplies that you haven't even opened up so you're kind of starting to see how creativity is starting to emerge in your everyday life this next month is going to be a little bit um different in the sense that you're going to start kind of digging a little bit deeper and looking at the world around you and kind of how you fit into it. And one of the really great ways is to just pick a childhood topic, uh something from your childhood that you can kind of go back and be like, "Oh, I remember that. That was cool." and see what that brings up for you in the sense of creativity. So for me, obviously, the nursery rhymes and children's songs in Spanish, which is, was a huge hit because I could relive that childhood memory with my children. Like I remember singing these songs when I was little. I remember my favorite Tia Alta singing some of these to the kids, to my baby brother. I remember my grandma singing some of these to um uh, my nieces and uh, nephews and to my cousins and their kids. And so like, I remember hearing these songs a lot, but I As an adult now going back, I don't remember all the words, so it was a really good way for me to relearn that and kind of rediscover that part of myself. So here are some ideas that you could pick from your own childhood, and I'm really interested to see how this is different for different people based on where we grew up based on our childhood memories, based on our age, based on our location, like it just it changes. And so I'm really excited to see how this plays out for people. Um, but anyway, so like songs, nursery rhymes, um, you could do games, toys, books, your favorite childhood activities, uh, cartoons or shows, uh, your, diff- your different places like where you grew up, your childhood memories of like, Places you went to, um, your food, so things that you ate when you were a kid, uh, people from your life, clothes, um, some traditions that you did with your family. Maybe you went to soccer on Saturdays. and I don't know. I'm just throwing this out there. Um, so things like that. So you're essentially going to look at some of those childhood topics, but now from your adult self. So when I was recreating the childhood nursery rhymes in Spanish, I was now thinking, you know, as a mom, as a new mom again of a second kid, how does this fit into my life now? Uh, that Now I'm not looking at it from a childhood lens. Now I'm looking at it from an adulthood lens. And so that perspective change is, is, brings a lot of creativity. Um, it did for me, at least. It brings a lot of like... Nos- nostalgia. That's how you say that word. There's certain words in English that I can never really pronounce correctly. And so it takes a little, I have to slow it down. Nostalgia. There you go. And you get the point. So yeah, that's gonna be it for this week. So create based on a childhood topic. Um, again, this is totally flexible. You don't have to follow everything I'm doing and it's really up to you. So if one day you want to do, like, a song and then the next day you want to do a book or the next day you want to do an activity, like, that's totally cool. You do whatever you feel fits your life and your creativity best. Um really up to you. This past weekend on Saturday, we had our first, um, not our first, it was our second HSP meeting for the year, but... Oh, man! I love highly sensitive people like i just I just love them <laughs> i It sounds so weird when I say that out loud, but there's this sense of I can let my guard down and I can really say what I'm thinking. Without that fear of being, not judged, but without that fear of me being too much. Um, And that's something I continually work through in my everyday life. That, oh my god, am I being too much? And that's a story I tell myself from how I grew up and things. But really, when you surround with people who really see you for who you are and appreciate that part of you and... Can just allow you to be it really is such a gift and it has been for me to surround myself with people who are highly sensitive to really see that part of me and accept it and encourage it and so for me to say exactly what i'm thinking without the fear of oh my god they're gonna think i'm so weird um, but instead show that part of themselves and uh, talk about how they have 10 different journals and to have, you know, one of my friends on Zoom, she's like, I'm working on this journal and that journal and this journal. And, like she shows her five journals. and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so many people. And then to have someone else say, oh yeah, well, I started with this one. I'm using this one. And so like to see yourself reflected in a way it's so validating and it's it's been such a gift for me. So if you are one of those HSV people that um, have been in this journey with me or you are highly sensitive, even if you haven't been to any of the meetings, but you are very much like that. If you have a, a huge basket of journals that you don't start because they're too pretty to start with or you don't want to write in it because you're scared that you're going to ruin it somehow, like you probably totally know what I'm talking about. Um, it's so important that we surround ourselves with people that can allow us to be that sensitive person. Um, Now remember, and I keep telling people this because I forget it myself, that It's about 20% of the population that's highly sensitive. So there's 80% of the people in your life out there that are probably not going to understand you and who you are in such a deep way or in such a deep level. And that's okay. Um, It's important that you do give yourself that space and that ability to show up as your sensitive self with other sensitive people at some point. I'm not saying you only need to be friends with sensitive people, but it's really helpful because, and I'll tell you why, um, on Saturday morning I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I just, I don't know if I can do this. I, like, life has been really hard lately. And then I was like, well, I told these people I was going to show up. We were going to do the Zoom meeting. Like, I already put it on my calendar, like, just push through and show up for these people because you told them you were going to be there and then I go through the whole like what if nobody shows up what if I opened up the zoom and nobody's there and I go through this every single month it's not just like it's not just this one time like this is what happens in my head because as a highly sensitive person I tend to overanalyze and overthink everything and so there's that fear embedded in it what if nobody shows up what if I'm just wasting my life away (laughs) a little like jump from A to B right like whoa what happened that happened to my head and then I opened up the Zoom people showed up we talked we had a really good time discussing how our creativity has been showing up we supported each other we shared some hard things we allowed ourselves to just let our creativity and sensitivity guide the conversation and it was so good like I hung up the call And I looked at my husband, the baby had just woken up from his nap. And I was like, I really needed that. Like, I feel like I'm myself again. Like, this is who I am. This is who I'm meant to be. I'm exactly doing what I need to be doing. And I'm back to myself. Like, it just, it really validates who I am as a person and how I'm showing up. And so anyways, just... Whenever you get those moments, have those deep, meaningful conversations as a highly sensitive person, I really do believe it brings you back to that, like, core self of like, oof, that was good. I needed that. Let's keep going now that I'm back to myself. And then you can be a better parent, a better significant other. You feel better. And so then you're able to use your gifts better out in the world. So. That's what that that's what happened this weekend. It was uh it was very much needed. So we are doing a monthly highly sensitive people meeting just because I've been doing them for past two three years. I don't really remember exactly how long, but three or four years maybe. I always forget. Everything's a big blur when I think about like the years. So um yeah, it's been that's been going on my life Uh, so as I go back and kind of rediscover some childhood topics I'm really thinking about my own children and what they need for me and you know life has been challenging in several ways lately and I it's hard because I really want to overshare everything but then it turns into this like I'm whining and I'm just venting and I don't want that. I don't want that to be the podcast. I want whoever is listening to really like understand that we all go through hard things. And then for me to give you some sort of like, now you can do this. This helped me Uh, not like advice. I'm a professional. I always say that I am not a trained licensed therapist. So please make sure that you're getting the help that you need if you need it. Um, I'm just a mom. (laughs) an HSP mom trying to do the best thing I can for my children so what works for me may not work for you just making sure that I say that um so I'm not liable for any mishaps here Uh, but really it really is just me trying to help other people in any way I can because I know I really need that sometimes um like I tell my sister you know she has a one-year-old kid and we've been having conversations lately and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like he's throwing fits now. What the what is this? And I'm like, Oh yes. That time is so fun. And so I tell her, you know, like try to create a yes environment for the kid. Like he is the ones to assert his independence. Now, like he's realizing he's one. like screw the parents. I know what I'm doing. I am one year old. Like watch out world is his mentality at this point. Um, I mean, you know, in the one-year-old way. So anyways, I've been reflecting a lot, but what Brene Brown always says is you don't want to share like what you're going through in the middle of it because you need time to kind of process it. And so it's not like being vulnerable doesn't really mean you're oversharing out in the world. And I have a really hard time with that. Like I want to overshare everything because I'm an external processor. I need to voice things I need to say things out loud I need to talk them through Um, and right now with the you know with the pandemic and I'm still not hanging out with a lot of friends we're still you know like texting and talking on the phone and it's hard to do that like you can't process your problems out loud without seeing each other as much and so I've been having to find this balance of who do I vent to do I just share all my things with the world through this podcast do I call a friend do I call my sister who's working right now like it, it's been a challenge for me for sure but I had a really good conversation with my husband last night and so that's been helping and I know that processing out loud in a way that helps me figure out how to help others is way more beneficial for me and for other people than me just like venting and saying how crappy everything is not that there's that there's anything wrong with that there's a place and a time for that but I think this podcast is more of a you need to have kind of like a guideline of what your process was so that other people can have that as a guideline for them so this is what's been happening lately um we are in the process right now of still dealing with our dog's death. And apparently it's going to happen for years and years and years. Uh, Someone mentioned at the HSV meeting that it's been three years since her dog died and she still goes through days where she's like, this really sucks. And so I'm like, great, this is fantastic years and years to come, but you know, it's, I know this. And so there's this processing piece that we have to go through. Um, It's, coming out in different ways for us and my son it's coming is like a lot of anger there's a lot of very explosive moments happening I'm starting to wonder if there's like a sensory thing going on for him he is what we would call and there's also research based on this um but he is a little bit more intense <laughs> than most children and he's also highly sensitive so I have to keep that in mind um there's a book called Out There, Racing Your Spirited Child. I read it. I'm part of like this Facebook group. So I know that it's not just him. And I know that he feels things very intensely. And he is very spirited. And so it makes that processing piece a little bit trickier, I would say. So I'm in I'm we're processing a lot of really big feelings. Now, for me, and this is kind of the conversation I had with my husband last week, too, is it really forces me to grow and evolve. So there's this processing piece that's happening where I know he needs to handle his emotions a certain way and I need to be a support for him. But growing up, I never really learned how to do that for myself. And so I'm having to learn as I go. And that's the really tricky part for me is that it's forcing me to grow and evolve and to really analyze is this the kind of parent I want to be, and is this the kind of parent that he needs me to be because there there's there's differences sometimes that that they're not things don't align perfectly, and you know when my brain goes into the what's it called, the reptilian mode or you know fly or fight reflex, and I want to do the things that I grew up with, which is a lot of yelling, um a lot of walking away a lot of making my love more conditional. Um, And I don't mean to bash on my parents. I obviously did the very best that they could. And compared to how they were raised, you know, I'm sure that they made better choices. uh, I know they did. Uh, You know, we. I remember my cousins growing up and getting spanked and like that was not really what happened in our home and I could tell my mom wanting really hard to like change the things that were done to her with us and so obviously I see a lot of evolution from that perspective uh, my son's playing so I just want to make sure like he's see I he sorts his feelings out through play so I have to like really that's why I got quiet, and I'm like, I have to really listen to how he's playing, so I know how he's processing his feelings and thoughts and stuff anyways um I'll listen in as soon as I'm done with this um and so it really a lot of evolution happening within myself um and my husband will call me out, he holds me accountable, and that's kind of the deal we made like. I can't get stuck in that, like, oh, I grew up this way, and I don't don't know how to do it, and this is hard for me, and I get stuck in that place, and because I'm scared to keep going, I'm scared that, to do the next part, which is to practice, like, my son had a meltdown this morning, because he was overstimulated by the... Um, google classroom thing they were doing this little girl kept talking over him and this little girl kept saying I can't hear you I can't hear you to the teacher and it like it was very overstimulating sound wise and so sensory in the sensory processing part of him I know like that's hard for him and so that's why I, I'm trying to just really be mindful of like is this just him being spirited or is there really like a sensory processing thing that we need to look at also, this is in the middle of a pandemic, and his dog just died, and things have been really crazy. And his brother's turning one this week, so many things happening. So it's really hard to fine tune exactly how I can help him. Um, anyways, so all this is having happening. He has this big explosive meltdown. Chair gets thrown. Things happen where I really want to like scream and threaten. And walk away, and I want to cry, and I want it to be about me and how I'm feeling because I can't handle my own feelings about this. And so I'm having to practice really being mindful of no, no, he's having a hard time too. Like, it's not about you, even though you're the parent, you're feeling this, and you never learn how to feel all these big feelings to begin with. But like, you need to make sure that you are able to process through this. Now, here's a tricky part. In the practicing piece, which is happening all the time as a parent, um, there's gonna be a lot of feelings of I'm failing at this. And as a highly sensitive person, I think we need that part. We, I mean, everybody needs that part, but we, as a recovering perfectionist as well, I hate that part. I don't wanna feel like I'm failing at this. I wanna be able to say X, Y, and Z, and my son here says, so like, oh, yes, mother, everything's great now. Thank you so much for providing such a safe and nurturing environment for me to develop my big feelings. Oh, let me hug you. Oh, you want me to make sure I get all my work done? Sure, let's do this. Let's turn it in together, paint together and have a happy life for the rest of our lives until I turn 18 or 19 and then I move out. And so everything's great. Um, right? Wait like a <laughs> essentially I want it wrapped in a pretty bow there's there it is it's not like that obviously and parents will say that like parenting is so hard but like nobody ever shares exactly what that means for them and like for me it means counting back from 10 and taking a deep breath so I don't yell at my kid because that's what I want to resort to I want to resort to go to your room close the door and come back out whenever you're ready to come back out and like that's not helpful for him. And that's not going to allow him to really learn how to handle those big feelings. I don't want him to feel alone while having those big feelings. I always felt alone while I still feel alone while having those big feelings. And so to me, the practicing piece and the failing piece would mean that I resort back to what I know is not helpful. And so we need to do that over and over and over and over again, because the next step that happens is the getting back up. Um, And I follow this um, therapist called Dr. Becky on Instagram. She's great. I love her stuff. If you haven't like follow her, if you need to, she really breaks things down for you. Quick snippets so that you can look at it in the two seconds you have. And like, she gives you the words to use with the kids. And so that, I need that. I need to have like a go-to phrase that I can say over and over again so that I can calm my brain down. And so, you know, the whole, I love you and you're having big feelings and I can handle your big feelings right now. Um, I need five seconds to just go breathe over here. I will be right outside your door. Um, whenever you've calmed down, I will be here. Do you need a hug? I mean, all these things that I'm having to just kind of practice over and over again. And the getting back up of, man, I really messed this up. And I messed it up last week, big time. I like lost my temper. I cried. I had to go out for a drive on Thursday night. Like I intentionally had to tell my family, like I am walking away because I can't handle what is happening in my body right now. So I had to go out for a drive and Friday morning, you know, when my son woke up and he was being very, um, what's the word? We were conflicting a lot. There's a lot of conflict between us and I could feel we were both out of tune and I had to just stop and say, listen, what happened last night, this is and explain to him and say, I'm learning and we're growing together and we're evolving together. And I could really use some help with this and kind of not apologize to him, but be really honest with him. And I think sometimes we don't see how impactful that can be as highly sensitive people um, or people in general. And so the getting back up is the really important piece for us. So the question of what can I do better next time really comes up for this and the creative process with the hsp creative process really helps with this as well when you mess up your painting when you mess up not showing up to create every day instead of focusing in that i didn't do this i didn't do that is all right well that didn't happen what can i do better next time um and my husband will tell me this all the time like you're beating yourself up you're giving yourself all this guilt for no reason like I'm like, I know, I know this, but my brain and like, what, how do I fix it? Um, He's like, just focus on the next time, you know, what do I need to do better next time? Do I need more support? Do I, did I not communicate my needs as well as I should have with my husband um, to tell him like, I need to go get in the shower so I can calm myself down, you know, before I snapped at everyone. Um, Do I need to practice more of that self-love, that radical self-love that I keep, learning about like is there's there's something off within me that I need to go and look at um, what resources and tools do I need to put in place because obviously my son is dealing with some big feelings and it's bringing up some big feelings in me so I need to have the resources and the tools for myself you know um, I haven't been to therapy in a really long time I really need to get back into it like I, it's not feasible in this moment, so who could I follow on Instagram that help me? <laughs> uh what friend is also going through this that can help me? How can I show up in a way that feels true to myself but also be realistic? Um Do I just need more time and energy like is this something that I just need to practice again and again, and I'm gonna yell at my kid again at some point, like that's going to happen. He's gonna continue to have outbursts. He's gonna make holes in the wall sometimes. Like, that is going to happen. And for me to feel like I can't say those things aloud because I'm gonna be judged as a parent, like, doesn't serve anybody. So, you know, if you've had children who have never made a hole in a wall, like, that's great. That's your parenting journey. Your kids probably are getting things that they need in one way, they're not getting things that they need in a different way. Like, We're all in this together in different ways. And so for me to play that comparative game of, oh my gosh, I'm the only mom that their kid has ever slammed a door hard enough that like now my husband has to fix it. I mean, like to the point where like, I don't ever want to say that out loud to anybody because it makes me a bad mom. Like doesn't serve anybody, right? Um, What I can do is say, you know, I'm doing the best that I can. This is how we're going to move forward. This is what I can do better next time. I need to communicate my needs. I need to do this. And we're working through it. I mean, it's a hard time for everybody, especially especially right now. Like, if you're in the middle of a freaking global pandemic, working from home, parenting from home, being at home 24-7, trying to manage being in this, like, can I go out now? People are vaccinated, like you are making all these decisions all the time, like, and you haven't lost it at some point, like, you are not human, (laughs) please tell me you're not human, um, no, but seriously, it really is a big task that we have ahead of ourselves, especially if we want to raise children who are kind and who are, loved by themselves that have that self-love that we need to be able to model these things for them and we are going to mess up in front of them and we we have to show them how to get back up and there's no way of doing that if we don't experience it ourselves in front of them in a like real and authentic way if we don't show up as ourselves I guess I should say so that was a really long-winded explanation of what my life has been like lately Um, so yeah, we go, I go through this process of I'm processing all these feelings. I'm growing and evolving. Oh crap. Now my kid is going through this. I have to practice doing this in front of him. I'm going to suck at it. I'm going to fail. The failing is part of the learning. I need to get back up and do it again the next day and think, you know, what can I do better today? Um, and what do I need to be able to do this better? Because I think oftentimes we expect ourselves to do things so perfectly. And, you know, it's not about doing it perfectly. It's about doing it in your way and the best way that you can do it. Because we're all different and we all bring different things to the table. So I am going to stop talking now because the baby's about to wake up. Also, the baby's training one in two days. I'm recording this on Monday. So there will be lots of talking about the reflection, reflection and the processing piece for my creativity next week for sure. Um, I think I'm kind of in like that. Oh my god, I can't believe he's turning one, but I haven't really thought about it as much because it's bringing up lots of motherhood feelings. It's crazy that one year, like he's a tiny baby. Boom, he is a walking child who has things to do around the house. So many things to do. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this was a helpful episode. I know I kind of was not all over the place. I felt like it was a little better, but if you're doing the HSB Creative Project, remember childhood topic. I'm really excited to see how this plays out for people. Um just to get to know people better. Like, oh that's cool. I remember that from my childhood too, or like, oh, I learned something new about you. Um yeah. So look at your own childhood, pick a topic from that and kind of rediscover it. Um, if you are having lots of big feeling, explosive emotions as a parent, or you're seeing that in your kids, um, hashtag solidarity, man, this, this is hard. This parenting journey and just life in general can be really hard, but hang in there, um, there's I tell you know I try to remind my son and myself it's a roller coaster there it's not all gonna be flatlined that would be boring there's gonna be ups and downs and just hop on hop on this ride it's fun uh not always but it can be so I hope that this was helpful and (laughs) I will talk to you later adios hasta luego